Welcome to Across the Rail Podcast, Methodist laymen and laywomen dishing hot takes on current events, church stuff, and cultural issues. Our episode today discusses the current topic of where does civil responsibility end and religious freedom begin? Is religious freedom just an American construct or a principle worthy of defense? And if not, what is for the disciples of Jesus Christ? Warning, we're not the men in black from the pulpit, but from the pews across the rail. Our episode today is entitled, The Tipping Point Between Two Kingdoms. If you've been monitoring Christian social media the last two months, you probably are aware that there's quite the disagreement amongst the Church of Christ on whether love of neighbor requires us to sacrifice the communion and community of the saints not being congregating together. Is the true mark of Christianity the love of our neighbor to the point of unquestioned obedience to civil law vis-a-vis Romans 13? Or is there a point where laws to protect society come in conflict with the proclamation of the gospel and the community of saints? If the truth somewhere is in the middle, where do we draw the line? But before we get into all of that, who's here? John's here. Ryan. Nikki. And Greg. And we're also in front of a live studio audience, and the studio has moved. You might hear a lot of reverb, but we're in a larger room that's not quite soundproof, so... I, uh, I ask forgiveness ahead of time for prevenient grace uh, for those listening. So let's start here. I personally, I've always been a Romans chapter 13 guy, and I've always been a church authority guy. But I'm going to be quite honest, in the last couple of months, doubts have been creeping into my mind about my stance on both kingdoms, not to the point of, of completely throwing out all of that, but I'm reevaluating how much I take a hard, firm, no compromise stand on both accounts. And I guess I wonder, am I the only one? Well, Greg, before we go any further, for those of you not familiar with Romans 13, we'll, we'll read the first seven verses here and we'll, we'll kind of delve into Good it. Idea. Good idea. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and therefore who resists will incur judgment. For rulers are not a, not a terror, terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. If you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because... Of this you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes whom taxes are owed, revenue revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, and honor to whom honor is owed. That covers a whole cornucopia of... uh civil society uh, 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 things. Uh, 
Um, interesting to note, this is coming from a guy, Paul, who was uh, considered for probably, if not the uh, half of his life, for the, the last large portion of his life, an enemy of the Roman state. So uh, he's writing this, and uh, he's kind of, uh, you know, as, as we all know, there was a period of, of intense persecution in, in late Paul's life. So this was, uh, this was a tough teaching among many of, of Paul. But like I, I get back to this, it, you know, knowing what has happened in the past, and other than the Dark Ages when Europe was ruled by the church, which the church was never meant to be a political force. Take out the seven, eight hundred years of church rule in Europe, Western Europe. Other, other uh, governments, regardless of where they are, have typically, not all, but typically been hostile to the church of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That tends to be the rule uh, not the uh, exception. So, so after listening to uh, to Psalms, or I'm sorry, Psalms. I was reading reading a Psalm that that I was talking about. Uh, Blessed be the man that walketh not in the counsel of ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of scornful. Uh, I, I'm sitting here thinking uh, with the Romans Romans that, uh, uh, verse that you just read that that. Man's law, okay. Man's law is is still a plan of God, okay. And so, in, in the back of my mind, I'm sitting there going, "Well, what about the ungodly people that are passing laws? What about the ungodly, non-Christian, non-God-believing, non-God-fearing people that are legislating our country? Is that still part of God's plan?" Right. If, we, if we're to believe everything that's in Roman, that we take everything that's in Romans 13 literally, that even though those people might not be faithful followers of Christ, they were still appointed by God. All authority, it says right there, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Now you take that down to its logical end. <clears throat> Think of all the despots in human history. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get some pushback oh, I, well, you, when, you, when know, you read this. And if you believe, if you're a literal believing Christian in what right. the God's Word says. Right. Mm. You, you know, <laughs> you know it, 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 and we talked earlier about this. You know, you've got God's laws and man's law on there. And it's similar to, you know, federal and state law. You know, right. federal law being God's law supersedes man's law. Although we're still supposed to. Uh, abide by it, uh, yeah. and 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 for the most part, and for the most part, uh, a lot of the laws that that are are being passed lately on there. Now I've got to question some of those things on there. Is that is that truly truly God's plan on there? I, I think what, what in in light of what context? Well, you know, you know, for, for example, you know, just to just uh, to uh, uh, or the lack of. Uh, adhering to laws that's just as just as dangerous you know for example uh, this rioting that's going on okay you know you have the right to protest peacefully absolutely uh, and as we discussed earlier if you watched any any of that uh, video in, uh, came out of Chicago you know right. you had the protesters that were 
uh, backing up, being covered by umbrellas, changing into tactical gear, breaking down uh, their signage, which had sharpened PVC pipe to jab at the police, bags of rocks you can see being thrown or emptied uh, so that these people can go and start pelting. Uh, now, you, you Probably know, most of those are not good church members. Would I you mean, agree? You know, I, uh, not, would, not trying to assume, that you know. Would be but, a safe assumption. Right. But what, what, what I'm getting to is, you know, you, you see all this civil unrest. You see all these, these people that are breaking the law, and nothing's being done about it on there. So either passing ridiculous laws, you know, uh, you know for example, the old, the old Texas blue laws. Do you remember those? Yes. Those were the most ridiculous laws ever put on books, and they were, do, they were done for a biblical basis. Um, right. You know, God doesn't mind if I buy plastic on well, Sundays. Yeah. If, if we if we swing it back to to the church, mm -hmm. if if we swing it back to the church, I mean, okay, the, the church says you can peacefully protest. I have. Again, uh, my my little anecdotal life, I have seen pro-life protests. Mm -hmm. I've never seen pro-life protesters throwing rocks. Right. Um, you know, I mean, they talk to people. You have seen them burn buildings down now, I have not seen them rush buildings, burn federal courthouses. <laughs> but the, but that being that being said, um, you, you know, I mean, wh where do we what? Do, where do we say, you know, we are going to throw our allegiance to God rather than obeying the the, the laws of man? Where is that point, uh, well, in your opinion? And I'm going to introduce Nikki, our our latest uh, lady uh, congregant. So she's going. Uh, welcome, Nikki. Well, thank you. And I just want to be clear on something because I think we're talking about two different animals here. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm correct, John, you're talking about the protest, quote unquote, protests, which were not peaceful, are not protected by the First Amendment. Well, what you saw, they may have gone out under the guise of protesting. Right. That was not protesting. That was anarchy. Right. And yep. you yep. can't label it as protesters. But, but. Now, let me finish. Let okay. me finish. Okay. So, with that being said, the government should have started with the city and then the state and it needs to go on out until it's taken care of, needs to address that. And the political leaders, that God ordained, it says all authority is ordained, mm -hmm. even though I don't like a lot of authority, it still is ordained. They should have stepped up and put a stop to this. You've got some city mayors that are that are behind the protesters. Of course and, they are. And, and, and are pushing to uh, defund the, the, the And police. why is that? It's a political tactic. I understand that. It has nothing to do with their First Amendment right to peaceably protest. So, so, so let's, let's flip it back over to what Greg was saying. Okay. What, what, what law, per se, is, is, is it that, that you're having an issue, Christian mankind, Christian law, man law, Yes. Well, basically, I, I look at Nevada. Nevada, good example. Okay, Nevada has a law that casinos are open to the public, can be used by the public. You can gather or congregate. Yet, churches were not allowed to. Okay. There's an easy answer for that. Uh, okay. <laughs> answer. Which again gets back to the church, if nothing is the communion 
and the community of saints. We cannot authentically be disciples of Jesus Christ without living socially together. Okay, so so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a question out to you on that. All right. Uh, and you probably don't know the answer to this, but you know how many uh, arrests were made in the state of Nevada for people going to church? I did not hear of any. Okay, so, I heard of some in other states. Okay, so 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 uh, well, and, but, and and in, in those states also, the attorney general also said that they were not going to prosecute. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in it, some states they did, yeah. but well, just the very large. Well, okay, but here let me inter- it, let me interject real quick okay. in that because some of the yes, a lot of the states, the counties, the cities, the mayors came out and said there will be no church attendance. We do not consider that to be essential personnel, which was asinine. Right. The fact is, they did that. That's why the president. Oh, hold on. Ten points for the use yeah, of I'll asinine. Say, I, I believe this is still a family show. Is that? Is that a bad word? Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just a great word. Okay. Just, okay. The, we give points why, for good vocabulary. That is why the president came out and said, without getting political, that he deemed churches essential business. Okay? Amen to the president. Now, Amen. that being said, here's my issue, and maybe I'm, I'm on the wrong track, and draw me back in if I am. So, technically, my issue isn't with the government at this point saying you cannot assemble in church, but our church government now saying you can't. Well, now, that's a different story. Now, I understand Nevada's reasoning because it's all tax-based. It's all financially Motivated. Churches aren't the biggest taxpayers. No, in town. no, it's it's the it's no. the big spenders. It's the opposite, right? And, yeah. and, and and that's the so. Why so that let's was. go down that rabbit trail, John. Since you yeah. open that up, and thank you, Nikki, for bringing that that to a case. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it to Ryan. All right, let's let's go there when 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 the church is not restricted by government, but it's restricted by church authority. And yet, the church authority allows outdoor activities. Why? Why are we restricted from even meeting outdoors on our property? Uh, I have no answer for that. I literally have no answer for that. I think because it's, I think it's you a power struggle. No, I think it comes down to CYA. And I would it be liability? Me, that's the only reason. That's it. We're we're worried about getting sued. <clears throat> that is absolutely an excuse. It's nothing more than excuse oh, because they cannot be sued. The president came out when he said, "I deem churches essential." Him and the and the Congress they came out and said, "We need to go ahead and pass something officially." So that churches cannot be held liable, well, see, and the president said okay, they cannot so, be. So, so, so again, uh, going back, and 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 in the our our Methodist uh, group right here, uh, you know, I I think it's more of a it, uh, it's more of a power thing. You do it because I say so. It's kind of a heuristic attitude. Bingo. Uh, Bingo. Uh, a heuristic attitude by the uh, the, the higher ups saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I am the ultimate say, I don't care what anybody else says or does or anything like that, uh, you're going to do what I say. And really, they kind of held the feet to a lot of these uh, these ministers and pastors that, that are working these, these smaller churches on there, you know. You know, some of them, that's their livelihood. Some of them, 
it's 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 a it's a it's a uh, a, a gift from God as far as a, a, a lifestyle, a, 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 a direction for for them, a calling. Why are we bowing to it? You know, I don't know. To me, it's crazy. I, you know, we we have been we have been uh, uh, told that being outside, exercising, uh, uh, being out in nature is probably good. It's probably the safest place to be. Being inside altogether, I can get that. If that's the case, then, because again, we have the kingdom of Caesar, which is the government, our state, and we have the kingdom of Christ, which is run by our bishop. And I'm curious why the bishop, I can understand why perhaps we are not allowed to go into a church building. Why can we not congregate on our 10 plus acres? Yeah, yeah, you, know no what, you, 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 you know what bothers me is why, why, why is it not upsetting? We can social distance a huge you know, what, way on 10 what, Why acres. is this not upsetting to the churchgoers? Why is it not? Uh, I mean, they're not protesting. They're not calling up there saying, let us in, let us in. You know, they're not doing any of that. Well, stuff. we are people under authority, John. But at some point, you look, you know, okay, in the beginning, let's go back to March. In the beginning, we don't know what this thing is. We don't know where we're going. We don't know the mortality rate. And now we've gathered a whole lot of data. We've got a tremendous amount of infections. We don't really have a tremendous amount of deaths. No, no. Okay, but based on the number of infections. Now I understand deaths are a trailing indicator, so we may have more of that, but right now it's looking a whole lot like flu with an attitude. That's exactly and we've right. never shut down church for influenza, except during the Spanish influenza. But that was strictly a mayor mayoral and it was only for a small time. Here we are six months later. I guess my point is I want to do, I believe that God puts bishops and, 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 and elders over us for a reason. I believe God puts government over us for a reason. But that doesn't make them infallible. Well, there you go. I'm wondering, I'm, I'm having the question, where does that become oppression? Ryan, you've got a point. It is our obligation as Christians to have discernment, to be critical thinkers, and to challenge things. Okay? Like, there's nowhere in the Bible that says, you just got to go along with everything, everything's going to be, just do it how you, you know, do what everyone says and everything will be fine. We need to raise up our voices when there is certain things going on, such as shutting down churches. If, if we have a problem with it, we need to assess it. We need to bring it up. We need to raise our voices against the human authority, even though that human authority, yes, we can recognize that they're appointed by God, but that does not mean we cannot challenge. Amen. Well, That's why we're not uh, Catholics. Well, in Hebrews... <laughs> If I, can, if I can invoke this, in Hebrews it says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as it is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as the day approaching, unless the bishop has a problem with that. Oh, wait, that part's not in there. Right. You know, we... Here's if the they could change it, they would put it in there. Trust me. 
like I said, we believe that God appointed these people. However, however, we do not believe <laughs> that human leaders, we know that they're not the ones we ultimately answer to. That's right. They don't have the final say. I, you know, I, I, speaking of the final say, and I, this is a this is a very controversial uh, topic, um, but I think it's it's necessary. I think, like you said, uh, uh, Ryan, I think we need to be critical thinkers. Uh, just because we are, are are saved through faith in Jesus Christ doesn't mean we we check our brains at the door. Exactly. Um, so I, I think that's important. Uh, and we're going to get into that and, and a few more other questions. But what also is important is making sure you have structural integrity for any airframe or any. When you get on an airplane, you really are hoping that the governing authorities have checked and made sure that this airframe is up to FAA uh, uh, structural regulations. And the people that can do that are innovative tooling services. Now, Innovating Tooling Services, they have fastening systems, installation tooling knowledge, they have application experience, and that's why they're on the leading edge of aerospace tooling. Those guys, they, they, they can help you out. Uh, they're easy to deal with for the most part. And uh, contact them at yours truly, 1-800-832-7009, or look them up on the World Wide Web at InnovativeTooling.com, and we'll be back. And we're back. So let's talk about religious liberty. Uh, I've seen a lot of religious liberty uh, tweets and expressions on social media. Uh, and of course, religious liberty is a strictly American thing because it is codified in our Constitution. Mm -hmm. But is religious liberty, as we understand it in Ameri as, as Americans, is, is that a a construct of our quote-unquote Americanism that needs to be rethought or perhaps rejected in light of what the scriptures teach. You know, we does it need to be rethought or no, re, uh, what did you say? Re, I said uh, either rethought okay. the concept of what religious liberty means vis-a-vis -vis the scriptures or does it need to be rejected completely vis-a-vis -vis the reading of the scriptures? I don't think it needs to be rejected. I think uh, it's, uh, no, it does not need to be no. rejected. Um, it needs to be revisited. Okay, can you unpack that for me? Meaning we have forgotten what religious freedoms are. What religious freedoms we have here, here in America? And, and absolutely, we have forgotten about that. We've gotten away from that. Um, you know, we're given the greatest freedom of all, not by being American, but as being in Christ. That's you, you know, you know, we got to reclaim that. You, you know, one way I uh, or one thing that you know, <laughs> the first thing that pops in my mind that 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 makes me. Agree with you on that is is here in the United States. I know it's a shocker. Here, here in the United States, 
we we take our 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 liberties uh, with religion, uh, and and yeah. we put no value on it. And, and I'll give you and I'll give you an example. Okay? Please, I, I you know all these we love uh, all these thousands and thousands of listeners we have out there. You know, <laughs> I'm exaggerating. Tongue in cheek. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm exaggerating. But you know. How many people do you know, uh, you know, have you ever been over to a friend's house and uh, there's that Bible sitting on the coffee table that hasn't been moved, that hasn't been... And then there's places in the, in, in the world that they have to hide their Bibles because it's against the law for them to read a Bible. Or they weep or, yeah. when they get a Bible or, for the right, first or time. It, it's the most cherished it's, thing in their, in their, that's in their right. family they history. They would die and, to and, have and, that and, Bible. And we, and we don't even take the time to dust the Bible off as a centerpiece of a... Of a uh, you know, uh, our table in our living room. On there. I've seen that a hundred times on there, and, and I just kind of shake my head, you know. You know, Greg, you know, just as an example, how many Bibles do you have in, in your home? Probably 20 to 30. 20, 30. Nikki, you probably have, what, 10, 15, 20 probably. of yourself on there? Ryan, <laughs> you know. Probably at least 10 or so. Yeah, I've got three or four of them on there, plus what's on my phone. Well, you're Episcopalian, I'm so Episcopalian. yeah. <laughs> We have one main one. <laughs> so, uh, it's sitting, on, it's sitting on a pillow, right? <laughs> and what you're saying is we, we have taken for granted. We absolutely. We, we, have, we have taken the, the, the liberty, uh, religious freedom, and, and, and our country was found on that right there. And that, that is, it should never be changed, but you're absolutely right. We, we do need to uh, revisit it and make sure that people understand what what we're giving up by allowing, you know, bishops to make uh, judgment calls whether we can okay, John. Or but not. the bishop is not the bishop of South Carolina. The bishop is the bishop of an annual conference. I I, I understand. Okay, who, so who, so whoever the higher ups, whoever the higher ups that are keeping John from going to his local church because of. COVID-19 or whatever pandemic they want to name it on there. You know, whoever whoever that, that, that higher up that made that decision saying, uh, for example, in Canada, we discussed this one, and I did not know this, and, and you brought this to light on there. You know, you can be arrested for preaching. Uh, uh, the, Your church can be shut down for preaching hateful, bigoted speech, which includes... No. So what you're saying? There's no Baptist churches in Canada. No, nope. There nope. are, there are, but there are. Uh, <laughs> well, I ain't gonna take that bait. I am not going to take that bait. I, I will say that there are cert, certain cultural subjects that are off limits for the church in the nation of Canada. Yeah. And if you do that... Sexual you, orientation, all that other... Uh, you, you, uh, you, you, you connect the dots, John. Right. Well, okay. But Whatever. the point being is they do not have the freedom. Now, again, we don't have freedom in the United States if we wanted to do some crazy, whacked-out thing like drop acid or have child sacrifice. No, we don't have that freedom. But we do have the freedom to say, you know, a certain behavior... That well, we consider sinful is wrong, and and well, if the well, church, well, if we are going to be arrested for saying that in our churches, at what point does that do we push well, back? How or about, do we just how about the, no the, the crazy crazy uh, Baptist group, the gun toting ones that protest everything, and all they sponsor is hate, hate, and more hate. That's right. You know, you, you would be talking about the the uh, the, and I use the uh, the the. Uh, 
Oh, hang on. I'll get to that. I'll get their name here. Uh, it's something Baptist Church. Westboro. Westboro, Westboro yeah, in Kansas. You. Yeah. And this is not mo. And please understand, audience. We are not lumping Westboro Baptist with no. the vast majority of very good, loving, God-loving Baptist people. Amen. Go ahead, John. But I, I'm saying, you know, you, you know, you've got uh, you, you've got groups like Westboro Baptist. You've right. got crazy, crazy religions that aren't aren't even uh, Christian religions on there that, uh, that, uh, but I'm talking about something that's in the Bible, right. you know, for us to say that, that, uh, you know, for, for, let's say it, it, for example, that to teach that homosexuality is a sin, just like stealing and just like right. theft. Mm-hmm. If that becomes against the law, would the church government say, "Well, we need to." We that, are they going to throw out Romans thirteen at us? What? Well, here's my thought on that, and I can't say that in my church, part of being part of the Methodist Church, that after the latest example of how they have caved to the pressures, yeah. that I'm confident that they wouldn't do that. I'm not confident that they wouldn't. Uh, say well, maybe we shouldn't talk so about. So you think this they would go along with any government? I'm not confident that they wouldn't. Okay. They've not proven that they're willing to stand up. And just to, to revisit something, yes, we do have uh, freedom of religion in this country, but we also have freedom to not practice religion. Absolutely. And so I think because of that, we don't know how to act when, as Christian fearing people, church-going people, when we're told now you can't go to church, I don't think we know how to respond. I think we're just in so dumbfounded initially, so shocked and thrown aback. You know, first we were like, okay, well, we understand the reasoning. We'll give it a few weeks. But then when this goes on and we're now in month five, it's like this isn't right. And because we've not had to address this before. We don't know how to respond. And as a result of that, as of five months of not being able to go to church on here, what's going to happen is when when this pandemic is over on here, you're going to have just your your, uh, uh, steady group that is normally there whenever the doors open on there. The ones that would attend on occasion, they coming back. People are getting lazy. Yeah. But, again, this is anecdotal, but every Methodist, Wesleyan, Twitter person I follow that has opened for worship, depending on which annual conference they belong to, have said they are anywhere from 40 to 70% down. Absolutely. I've worked for my same company for 17 years. For 16 of those years, I said, no, I will not work on Sunday. End of story, because I go to church on Sunday. You know what I've been doing for the last five months? Working, Working on Sunday. You know why? Why not? Because I can't go to church. That's right. Well, they, I'm right there with you on there. You know? I'm doing. I'm practicing lawn care maintenance on Sundays, and I know we're not supposed to do that either. Well, so, uh, you know? I, you know, I, I, again, while we can... While rejecting legalism, we all understand that the Church of Jesus Christ is, if nothing, if nothing else, is communal, and 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 we are a community. Yes. And when we are denied, not only by 
the governing authorities, but also by the church authority. The ability to do what Christ commanded us to do. I, I, I'm going to sound off with what Nikki says. I, I, I think, I think we, we as a church, if we really want to go, then we, we organize, we, we show up at the door on there. We show up at the door. Well, let me ask you, you know, a question. Or, or we, we bombard the uh, bishop with letters. Actions letters have consequences, John. Is it, is it, is it, is it, is, it, is, is our pushback, what if that results in a very cherished and appreciated pastor gets pulled because of our pushback. What if every member, let's just say we have 130 churches in our our little... 860. 860. Okay, now let's say every member of that 860 send a nice, the same note to, to the same heads of state up there saying, we are going to church. We are going to church. People are doing that with their feet, John. Yeah, but they're going somewhere else. But they're going somewhere else. Cell phone. That's the sad part. That's sad that I have to attend an open church. Different denomination. Different denomination. You know, it's it's okay for you know ten thousand people to uh, march on the streets of Washington for for equality, and uh, I've never seen one Methodist march about going to church. Have you? I'm not seeing We're that. a very polite people. And and well, we believe in the authority of, of, of the bishops and the deans. Polite or pawn? Which which well, what's the difference? This that, is this is that's this why is this is such a muddy water. Right. You know, One of the things that the that the Methodists have to get over is are we going to be culturally the Methodists have been very comfortable in American culture. They've been called the quote unquote American church. Are we willing to become unpopular? We are getting ready. To are go we down willing to? We're, are, ready, to we're ready. Right. You're exactly. Without getting into church politics too much, are we ready to be be not the the fair haired boys or the 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 pretty people? Are we prepared to be unpopular, countercultural? Okay. So you know, in the pursuit of what is right. From the perspective of Jesus Christ. So, so if I die tomorrow and God says, "What have you been doing the last five months?" I can't go to church on there. I've been reading my Bible at home. I've been trying to stay in the Word, but uh, I've really missed that direction from uh, from my uh, my brethren and uh, and and pastor on there. And just like yeah, but Christ God command. also knows the intent of your heart, and mm-hmm. your intent is to be there. Your okay. desire is to be there. Mm-hmm. He knows the situation as well. I, I, and I, Jesus I also know. says, "As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me." That's right. We have a such we, we have the means of grace that are not happening. I, I agree I because agree. we are separated and we are are refused entry into our own I just places think, of worship. I, you know, and, and, and this is, I, 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 I hate that, uh, that uh, we, we are referred to as sheep on there, and I understand the illustration and everything, but if any, if any of you have ever worked on a farm and dealt with sheep, they're the dumbest animals in there. And, and, right. and, uh, and I don't want to be a mindless, mindless, uh, Individual uh, not willing to stand up for uh, <laughs> that's funny. 
uh, a, a mindless individual that that just says, "Okay, okay." Well, let me let me uh, kind of as is our custom, we we try to bring it back to scripture, and we've discussed uh, we've discussed Romans. Uh, I just wanted to read a couple of these scriptures that uh, that speak to to what we are, are discussing. Hebrews chapter thirteen verse seventeen in the uh, Kami ESV version. It says, "Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls, as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you." Now, Hebrews assumes that your leaders have the same spiritual emphasis as you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to leave that right there. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 13 through 17, again from the ESV. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of the foolish people. Live as people who are free. Not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. And this last verse, or this last portion of Scripture in Acts chapter 4, verse 18 through 20, this is actually not talking about, this is Peter and John talking to the Sanhedrin, talking to the, uh, the, the, the church council. So this is intra-church politics. And I quote, so they called them and charged them, being Peter and John, not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered to them, answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. We have the commands of Jesus Christ. That that Jesus the, the worship the authentic worship of Christ is communal is community and I understand the bishop's concerns I understand concerns. That being said, we are free to meet outside. I do not I, I cannot reconcile the conflict of churches that have acreage and that have the ability to meet outside. Why we cannot do that? That's the thing, and I guess my question is, my final question is, if we have not crossed the line, where is that line for the church to reject authority and to obey Christ? Where is that line, guys and ladies? Uh, That's a tough question. Yeah, yeah, that is. I I don't think there's one definitive answer there. that's going I think we know it when we know we've passed it. Ooh. It's kind of like I I can't define racism but I can recognize it when I see it. Yeah. And I can't tell you where the line was, but I can tell you we've passed it. I just think it's a big power struggle and that's that's all I think it is. It's a big power struggle uh you know, the, the higher-ups and their heuristic attitudes on there, you're going to do what I tell you because you're sheep and you're going to follow me and you're going to do what I say because I'm the head of the church. And, 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 and you know, I agree with you, John. That being said, any reading of Scripture says you have 
members, you have elders appointed over yes. those members, and you have bishops appointed over those elders. That is how the church is constructed. How do we get around that, John? Well, you know, it takes one person complaining, and that equals two people, that equals four people, that equals it's going to multiply. When, when you have a voice, just like a protest going on, just just like that, you know, you you got one cause on there, and and, and as a result of that, you've got tens of thousands, uh, hundreds of thousands of people that are marching in protest on there. Now, are they all marching for the same thing? No, not necessarily. But if enough of us say enough's enough, we're gonna do, we're gonna meet. Even if we gotta go and meet at a at a community park and get together and have service there, you know, where the church authorities don't have their that long. We're no longer on church property. We know, are right. You know, so you know. Well, a while back, I asked my husband if he would get me in front of that um, woman, and he would not. Well, it's probably. And it's probably best. Probably yes. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Although I'm thinking now he may he may wish that he may have let me. He's probably concerned but with that concealed permit. Probably, probably. Yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> but with that being said, <laughs> I still would I like well, to. I, I still would like no, to. No, this is not a, a threat. No, no. <laughs> I no. was kidding. I, I would like to have just have a simple polite conversation to explain to this woman that I've never met and I don't even do, know her do, name. But honestly, do you think that anything that you say, and, and you're a very educated woman, do you think, and a very heart-filled woman, yes. there, do you think anything that you say is going to sway her mind? You know, Ab- I, would, I would like to think not. so. Absolutely I not. would like to think so. When the last letter said, I am the final... Uh, final say so. I understand. That just tells me right there that regardless of what 98% of the consensus I, is, I understand. she's going to make that rule. I understand that, but John... Ab- absolutely not. I haven't... You know, y'all probably don't know me that well, and I'm not okay with that, but I'm a little Texas girl. I used to live in Texas. And we have a way of, of persuasion. Again, the... without that you know just using our words we have a way of persuasion and it's not a threat it is I you know I think maybe you just don't see the whole picture Miss Bishop let me help you and she's going to say, uh, I'm sorry, my four o'clock's here. You, you know, go. and she might. Well, I, but I'm whatever gonna... time I would have, I would be polite. But I think she needs to hear well, from well, the lay people let, like let myself. What, 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 what she needs to hear is not just one person, but all the congregation from 800 and how many churches? 860. Churches. 860. So her calendar is going to be jam-packed full. She's not going to have room. Unfortunately, for time. John, not all of the churches feel. Well, you know what? Big. And then not all. The this churches. is why we at well, not getting into. Yeah, that's that's. Let, let me bring it around yeah. to Lancaster. Methodist specific. Okay. You do realize that John Wesley 
was thrown out of every good Anglican church he tried to preach in. And you know what he ended up doing? He ended up preaching outside and preaching in graveyards and preaching in front of the coal field, coal entrance. He said, okay, fine. You don't want me here? I will go somewhere else. And I think at some point, at some point, we are going to say, this is enough. And, and, And we love... We love our bishop, we love our governing authorities, but we are going to worship Jesus Christ as he has commanded us to worship him. So and do we because, rotate backyards or just listen, pick one and go with That's it? because the church is not the building. That's right. Amen. Because we are the you, church. You, 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 that's exactly right. You're absolutely right. But you, you know what would be great is if we congregated just outside of the church property and had our service there, and then we uh, tell the news See? media to come in, and then now it becomes a media event right there. So I so, would agree with that as long as we didn't drag our pastor into it well, for my church because I wouldn't want to get my my pastor in a in a battle. I'm almost almost positive you, you, you could find a visiting pastor. That's no what I would want. I would want a lay pastor, a layman or something like that for my church. I don't know about yours. You have one more comment, Ryan? I was just gonna say no matter what we do as far as that come that happens, whatever, we're not doing it for people. We're doing it for the glory of Jesus Christ. Amen. We're meeting for that purpose. And and all and, and, and ultimately Judgment Day, you're going to be accountable for your time. That's exactly right. Um, so whether it's in your heart or in your mind, whatever, you're you know, you're ultimately going to be responsible. We're in a storm right now, but we're also in His presence. Amen. So uh, we've got to remember that. I do think, though, now I do think uh, the devil plays his big hand in this. I absolutely do. But that's another topic it's right there. Stay vigilant. Yep. Well... I just want everybody to know that that we we are radi- we, we are radicals first and foremost for Jesus Christ. Amen. And and we want to be in the presence of our brothers and sisters in Christ and we believe that Christianity is authentically practiced in community and I hope that the leaders of our conference and our denomination hear that and understand with the spirit that that we bring it well said as we end the podcast you can find this episode and other across the rail podcast episodes on popular platforms like anchor itunes spotify and stitcher if you listen on itunes please take the time this is a very long podcast to give us a a five-star rating uh yes we know we are long If you have questions on this or any other episode, please send your comments, cheers or jeers to comments at acrosstherail.com or look up Across the Rail podcast on the Twitters by our handle at across underscore rail and on Facebook at Across the Rail podcast. Please give us a like there and leave us any feedback, good or bad, or any questions you may have. Thank you so much for listening. Who wants the absolute privilege to close our podcast with prayer? uh, Bring us out. I'd love to. Thank you. Lord, thank you right now for this time. Thank you for these guys to get that get together, Lord, and discuss the things that are not always easy to talk about. And I thank you that they allowed an outsider to come in and uh, and spout her opinion. Lord, I pray that you would be with our church, be with our bishop, be with the leaders. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to them as only you can. Lord, and you know where where our heart is, you know where our our pains are, you know this is a struggle. 
for not just us, but a lot of people in our church, Lord. And I pray that you would would be with each one and and bring a remedy to this. I pray that those that are affected by this virus, that you would just touch their bodies and and uh, heal them and be with the families and let's stop the spread of this. But uh, ultimately, Lord, we want to give you all the glory and all the praise and everything we do, we want to do to honor you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.